Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Sunday, January the 2nd. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. Mark 2, 13 through 17. And Jesus, once again, we find, is walking along the lake shore. And the people, as we've seen the past few days, keep coming to him in crowds. And he taught them. And as he moved, he sees a man by the name of Levi, L-E-V-I. He's the son of Alphaeus. And Levi is the tax collector. He's at his post. And needless to say, that pretty much like today, tax collectors were looked upon with a great deal of resentment, if not downright hatred. The tax collectors of the day, that's how they earned their living. Not only collecting taxes for the Roman Empire, but also their salaries were paid by the amount of taxes they collected. And so we can only imagine the uh, corruption that was taking place. Either friends came and they may have charged them less, or for those they didn't know or perhaps even had a grudge against, they would uh, assess more. And so this was a very unfair system, but nonetheless it was the system of the times. And so tax collectors were lumped into the category of uh, sinners and the outcast. One was a tax collector. Uh, the ordinary folk had absolutely nothing to do with them and they were looked upon as sinners. They were exploiting and sucking the blood out of their own people. And so Matthew, this Levi, whose name will be Matthew, uh, he's the tax collector. And Jesus passes by his tax-collecting post, and he says to him two simple words, Follow me. And Levi got up and became his follower. And Levi, Matthew, invites Jesus to come to his home to eat, to have table fellowship with him. Now, that was quite shocking. It's like inviting the IRS to come to your house and sit down and eat. Uh, I don't know too many of us who would uh, do such a thing. In fact, we, when we hear the tax man cometh, like death, we try to run away from it. And yet Jesus goes and has fellowship with him. A sign of welcome. A sign of relationship. A sign of unity. And so he, he goes to Levi's house. And there are many tax collectors and those known to be sinners joined him and his disciples at dinner. And the number of those who followed him were large 
And who shows up among the large or the scribes belong to the Pharisees' party? And they begin to say that uh, Jesus is with these tax collectors and offenders against the law. And they complain to the disciples, why does he eat with such as these? Why does he eat with these sinners, these tax collectors, these soil, these deplorables of their own day? Well, Jesus overhears the remark. And no doubt it was said so that Jesus would overhear it. And Jesus says to them, People who are healthy do not need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call sinners, not the self-righteous. I have come to call the sinners, the divine physician, the physician of the soul, but not the self-righteous. Why not the self-righteous? Because they already believe in their own estimation that they are holy, good, and pure. They're found favor with God. And they're quick to look down upon others whom they have judged. And their judgment is corrupt, as corrupt as the tax collectors. Because they are judging the soul, the spirit of a person. And that is way beyond their pay grade. We do not have the ability to judge another person's heart, another person's soul. Most of us, if not all of us, have difficulty judging our own souls, our own moral worth, our own closeness to God, much less that of another. That place in the heart is known only to God alone and not to us. So they are self-righteous and their self-righteousness leads to corrupt judgments. But now ask yourself, isn't that really what goes on every time we attend Mass, celebrate Mass, and we receive the Eucharist? Aren't we the sick, those who are in need of a physician? When the priest administers to us the body and blood of Christ, it is not because of our merit, because of our goodness, because of our virtue. It is because of our need. The divine physician gives his very body and blood, the food of eternal life. It's the medicine for the soul, the medicine for eternal life. And so all of us stand in line to receive the body and blood of Christ because we are in need. I have not come for the self-righteous, for they don't need a doctor because no doctor could do anything for them. Why? Because they're closed. They've already decided who's good and who's evil. It is those who are, who are sinners. And the first sign of, of getting well is an honest acknowledgement 
that we have fallen, I have fallen, short of the glory of God. And that is the mercy and the love of God. We do not look around and with our antenna and our radar, judging, oh, this one shouldn't receive communion, if you knew what I knew about that one. In humble adoration and thankfulness for the forgiveness of God, the unbounded mercy of God, directed to us, to me, the individual, not to others. That's between another person and Almighty God. And so when we hear the Holy Word of God in the Scriptures, especially the Gospel, when we receive the body and blood of Christ, it is because we stand in the line of the sick, the sinner, the spiritually lost, the wayward, because we have to return into our everyday world filled with the temptations, snares, and traps of the evil one, the winds, the waves, and the torrents that swirl within us and around us in order to be strengthened and to be fortified against all that will come at us each day. And we can't, we can't enter that without being nourished by the Word of God and by the Holy Sacrament of the Eucharist. You see, and you know this, the, the thing that motivates the evil one to engage in such judgments, in such self-righteousness, is jealousy. The evil one is jealous of us because we, ha we have the hope, the real hope, that we will spend all eternity in that eternal banquet, that eternal supper, that eternal dinner that will never end in the presence of Almighty God. Satan has already forfeited that. Each person that is born each person that is born, Satan, desires to have hold of him or her. And yet we are claimed by Christ. We belong to Christ. And we are meant to be with Christ in the Holy Spirit to the glory of the Father in that eternal banquet where we shall see God as he is. That's our great hope. And again, as St. Paul says, we live by hope. We live by hope. We have to live by hope. Amidst all the ups and downs of life, all of the blue skies, green lights, stormy weather, all of that, there is that hope that never disappoints. And so when we are privileged and graced to hear the gospel, to receive the body and blood of our Lord and Savior. Again, it is because of God's great mercy, and it's because of God's unbounded love for us, 
and because of our need, not because of our merit. And so as we are just two days into this new year, let us avail ourselves as much as possible of receiving the body and blood of Christ. And each day, set aside some precious time to meditate and to think and to pray the holy word of Scripture, the holy word of the gospel from Jesus himself, so that we may be nourished and that hope, that hope of that eternal banquet will find us present and we in God's presence and behold his divine face. God bless you.